with your hosts, Anthony King and Carolyn. Okay, Miss Marsh, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, you have Pastor Harris on the line. Good afternoon, Pastor Harris. How are you? Good afternoon, Sister Marsh. How are you today? I'm doing fine, thank you. And before we get started speaking with Pastor Harris, I'd just like to say welcome and hello to everyone out there. While our show is based in New York, New York, I happen to be broadcasting from sunny, beautiful California. The weather is wonderful out here. It's beautiful. So I don't know how the weather is where you are, but you should give me a call and let me know how it is. Also, we did say hello briefly to Pastor Harris, but just before we bring him on, let's kind of set the mood. And I'd really like to play the song, A Blessed Man, by Ernie Smith and Jonathan Butler. So after we play that song, um, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit with Pastor Harris.
And that was A Blessed Man being played by, or I'm sorry, that song is by Ernie J. Smith and being accompanied by Jonathan Butler. And just as the words say, say it, believe it, say it, own it, sanctified, justified, and blessed, a blessed man. And that is the type of man that we are about to introduce to you and to bring on to speak with our listening audience. I am so, so excited to introduce to you our first guest on our inaugural program, um, meaning he's the first guest on our first Rook show. Pastor Clarence Harris hails all the way from Gary, Indiana. He's been preaching for 40 years plus. He's an anointed, appointed, awe-inspiring, word-filled man of God. So I'd like to welcome to the show Elder Clarence J. Harris, Sr., of the Love Feast Church of God in Christ. So let's give him a really warm welcome. Pastor Harris? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Um, As I said, this is our very first show, and you're our very first guest. And it was really important to us to start the show out on the right foot and set the right tone and um, ask our man of God to come on and bless our efforts. So what we'd like to do right now is to ask you to continue to set that tone, and if you could please open up our show with prayer and formally bless our efforts. So could you do that for us right now, Pastor Harris, and open the show with prayer? Uh, Certainly, Sister Carolyn. Um, I would just like to say, first of all, that I'm so uh, honored and and blessed and thankful that you all would have me to be the first guest on your first show. Um, Amen. you would afford me this opportunity and privilege to come on. And so I thank you so much, and now we're going to pray. I'm going to be obedient and pray. Amen. Um, Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity and for the privilege that you've afforded my sister and Brother Anthony today and uh, given us favor to come over the airways and just thank you and magnify and praise your holy name. Yes. We pray that you would um, anoint uh, this woman of God and men of God uh, as they minister to those uh, on the airways and as they tune in to listen, that something will be said that will change their lives for the betterment and for the good of the kingdom of God, because we're just your servants, your instruments in your hands. All the glory and honor belongs to you. Now on today, Father, we pray that you would, by the aid of the Holy Spirit, Put a watch on our tongue. Keep the doors of our lips. Let the things that we say and do be for your glory and for your honor on today. And we just thank you, thank you, thank you for all the things you've done. We recognize that in you we move, we breathe, and we have our being. We continue to look for the hills when we come with our help, knowing that our help comes from you. This prayer we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and we, your dear children, said amen. And amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Harris. I'm trying to contain myself because the anointing is in the house. (laughs) Bless you, my sister. Bless you. The anointing is in the house. But once we begin, before we begin speaking, um, I obviously am hosting the program with someone, and his name is Anthony, Anthony King. And, Mr. King, are you there? Absolutely, Miss Marsh. Absolutely. So I just wanted to formally bring him in because, of course, we are going to be speaking with you together. But um, we're going to get started first. And, Pastor Harris, I'd like you to maybe open with 
talking a little bit about your ministry. Um, Pastor Harris is the pastor of Love Feast Church of God in Christ, and it's located in Gary, Indiana, and he has a wonderful ministry there. And I'd like him to just talk to us a little bit about his ministry. He may even want to discuss what it is that he spoke about at church in today's program, or Pastor, just however the Spirit moves you, I just want you to discuss what it is you'd like to discuss. So maybe just tell us a little bit about your ministry there and what you do. I know you work and function as the ordination chairman, and you're also an administrative assistant to your bishop. So maybe if you can tell us a little bit about those things. Well, well, thank you again, uh, Sister Carolyn, and uh, again, a shout-out to Brother King. And um, a shout-out to um, the Love Peace uh, Church of God in Christ. I trust and hope uh, that some of our members are, are tuned in to the program on today and to all of the radio listening uh, ears on today. I, I'm grateful, as I said earlier, that you uh, have chose me to be your first guest because nobody can be first as you've been first. That's it. And uh, <laughs> I'm honored to be the first one on, on this uh, new um uh, uh, program that you all have been blessed to um, start uh, on the airwaves. But uh, I uh, always want to continue to recognize and realize that all the glory belongs to God. And as I said earlier in the prayer, that we are just instruments in His hands. And I recognize that God has made us out of the dust. And so I'm just a pile of dust. And if He breathes on me, then I have life. And the life I'm talking about now is the life of God living on the inside. So uh, I thank him for what he's allowed us to accomplish through his power and through his uh, anointing on our lives. And so I really recognize that I cannot take any of the credit because I am what I am by the grace of God, and I'm able to do what I do by his grace, and I know what I know by his grace. So I want to always keep the focus where it needs to be, even if... uh, I don't say it, I certainly want to live it, that I decrease and he increase and less of me and more of him. So I am thankful that he has given us the opportunity to be the under-shepherd of this church here in Gary, Indiana, and um, I am so blessed by him. You know, you hear people say, I've been blessed by the best. Well, you can't get no better blessed by God, you know, and so... Uh, he's opened doors, and, of course, he opens doors sometimes, and he don't even leave fingerprints on the door. So um, <laughs> Come on, I Pastor. just have to give him all of the um, the credit. And um, yes. I am um, yeah, the chairman of the ordination board. Well, that, again, is another way God's favor. I didn't solicit that nor ask for it, but our bishop saw something in me, and I believe it was the God in me that, that he wanted to give me an opportunity to um, be the gatekeeper uh, for young men who would be ordained in our jurisdictional state here of Indiana. And so it's been an honor to serve in that position, uh, and we just continuously remind young men and women who are going to be um, ministering the Word of God to people, saved or unsaved, that as the Bible tells us that Paul admonished Timothy, that we definitely need to study to show ourselves approved unto God that's right. The workmen that need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. Yes. And so we've tried to take that for 
our model in our own life and not just shove it off on somebody else. It's amazing to me that when people aspire to do things in the circular world, they recognize the need to study. If I'm going to be a doctor and there's approximately eight years of um, of strenuous study before I operate on anybody, you know, I may operate on a few dummies, but not... <laughs> Uh, a real human, but um, it seems to me when it comes to Christianity, we don't want to put in the work. Uh, this is the monster to study. You know, we just right. somehow or another think that we can put the Bible under our pillow and by the process of osmosis, the Word of God will get into our head. Well, it don't work like yeah. that. He told us that we got to meditate in this book. Day and night. Day and night, yes. Uh, oh, I see you know the book too, sis. Um, you know. Well, you know who my pastor is. <laughs> <laughs> so my pastor, pastor teaches the book and teaches it well. Well, well, thank you, sis. Thank you so much. But that's basically a little bit about myself. You know, I, I just think that I really uh, I feel kind of awkward, you know, trying to uh, toot your own horn. You know, I just think that. We should be those living epistles being read of all men and that they will see the Christ who lives in us because he did say to let our light so shine that men will see the good works and not glorify us, but glorify our Father. So that's my prayer. Amen. And and it's not so much, Pastor, I believe, tooting your own horn, um, but you're tooting God's horn. You're a man of God, and you're bringing forth the anointed word of God. So you're you're speaking on his behalf. You're his spokesperson. And um, so all that you say and all that you do is to glorify him. So we understand that you're tooting on behalf. (laughs) The man of God is tooting the word of God on his behalf. And I just want to remind our listening audience that we're on Blog Talk Radio at the Mm QB 107. Um, This is the Rook Program. And you can listen to us live over the web. And once again, that's at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the keys 107 forward slash the rook. So if you are listening on the phone, you can also go and listen to us live on the web at all as well. And, um, Pastor, I'd like to move on next to maybe you can discuss a little bit. Well, before I move on, Anthony, do you have do you have a question that you'd like to toss in? Not yet, not yet. I would like for you guys to get the flow started because uh, <laughs> I, I, I I think you have a point that you're trying to get to with Pastor Harris, and I want to make sure you get to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you we're on the radio, mm-hmm. and just so the listening audience knows, the man of God also has a radio ministry, and it is incredible. He streams live over the web every Saturday, um, and I guess that's Central Standard Time, to a Northwestern listening audience, Indiana audience, and he teaches the Sunday school lesson on Saturday. And I've got to tell you, if you are able to tune into this, it is incredible to hear him bringing forth the word and teaching the Sunday school lesson. So, Pastor, I'd like to for you to maybe tell the audience a little bit about how you came to do that, um, how long you've been doing it, and just tell us a little bit about how that works when you are ministering to the 
listening audience on Saturday with the Sunday Sunday School lesson? Well, what we I think we've been at it now, um, Sister March, about ten years um, approximately, and uh, there again, the grace of God um, opened up this door, this avenue for us to uh, uh, speak the Sunday school lesson, and on a, a Saturday afternoon, um, we was uh, blessed uh, to have uh, a station here in our area that was uh, community free broadcasting time. And uh, we took advantage of that by the grace of God again, and um, we um, had an hour to speak on the Sunday school lesson. And our goal was to, because the Bible is relevant to our time, it's just that sometimes we don't break it down and explain it to people how it's meeting the needs of people right now. Uh, And it's fresher than the morning newspaper. It's always... right there meeting the needs of people. And you ask God to say, Lord, how can I make this word relevant where it's meeting the needs of men and women and boys and girls? Uh, And there again, I think it goes back to studying and seeing um, what God will place in your heart to meet a need. I mean, there are so many people who are hurting in our communities and in our uh, surrounding areas of our cities we know we have much gang violence. We know that the Bible says that in these last days that perilous and difficult times would come yeah. and that men would be uh, lovers of their own selves. And I think that sometimes this philosophy of the world has crept into the church where we are told that if you don't know how to love yourself, you can't love God and nobody else. But it's not biblical because the Bible tells us, first of all, that we should love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. Mind, yes. Yes. And then secondly, it says nothing about loving yourself, but love your neighbor as yourself. So we already have self-love, and God knows that, because when we become self-centered and not God-centered, then we are spending too much time on ourselves, and we've made ourselves a God, you know. And I think that Lucifer got kicked out of heaven because he wanted to, you know, get lifted up in himself. And that's what we have today. When people are self-lovers, they begin to become covetous of money, loving money. And then when they become self-lovers, uh, then they want to boast about what they have, what they've accomplished, their achievement. And they forget that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, you yeah, know, where yeah. would we be? You know, so... What we try to do in our um, radio broadcast on Saturday afternoon is to let people know that our help does not come from the White House or your house, but you got to go higher <laughs> than right. that. It comes from the Lord's house, you know. And so yes, it does. we understand, and I am so godly thankful for our Afro-American president, and uh, perhaps I've been tuning in more so in the political arena listening to uh, what he does and how they mistreat him and how he seems to just overcome some of these adversities. But I also recognize that Obama is my president. He's not my pastor, you know. And so some decisions that he's going to make is contrary to the word of God, but i got to stick with God, I mean, because I realize that President Obama needs help from my God as well as I do. And uh, so I pray for those who are in authority, and I don't try to run him down or disagree um, with uh, what he's trying to do. But by the same t- token, I know 
that when he speaks to things that are contrary to the word, I must go with the word, you know, and I, 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 and I, him and, uh, and I remire him, but he ain't my God, you know, I just, I just, that's right. And I think that that's sometimes where we miss the boat. We look into the White House and the government to take care of this and do this and do the other. You know, I mean, the government can do certain things, but even what the government do is going to take God to touch the government's heart because the king's heart is in the Lord's hand. And just like the rivers of water, he can turn it in our favor. So I've come to recognize that I'm not a whiner. Mm-mm, no, not me. I'm not a whiner. I'm a winner. And I'm not a... I'm, I'm victorious in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Trump, but I'm a champ. Yeah. I'm not the tail, but I'm the head. I'm right. not the but I'm above. And so when I live with this mindset, knowing that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, we can make the journey of life. We, we can make it, Sister Marsha. So that's the good news. Amen. And that's the good news that you are imparting and ministering to a listening audience every Saturday. And I think that radio station is for those in the area. Is it 98.7, Pastor? 88.7 on the FM down, WGVE, yes. Right, and that's for the Midwest listening audience. So if you are in the middle part of the state of Illinois and in the northwestern part of Indiana, you'll be able to tune in every Saturday at noon, from noon to one, and listen to Pastor Harris teaching the Sunday school lesson. Yes, thank you, um, Yeah, and it's and it's incredible. He's an incredible speaker, incredible orator, and he has a wonderful way of off breaking. The that's that's right. They say off the chain. That's right. That's what they say your Bible study is, and Bible study <laughs> is, <laughs> is occurring at Love Feast every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And what do they say about Bible study at Love Feast? It's off the chain. It's off know. the chain. Because so, we believe that uh, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And so if you speak death, that's what you're going to have. And if you speak life, all right. uh, then you'll have life. I, I don't believe that we should be saying, uh, ain't nobody going to come to Bible study. Just as soon as you say that, ain't nobody coming because you just said they ain't coming. And why would they come when you said ain't nobody going to be out there anyway but you and the four people who's standing <laughs> over in the corner and not wishing they were there either, you know. Talk it up, talk it up. That's it, my sister. That's what I'm talking about, talking it up. Just like this uh, station and program that you are uh, doing your first um, uh, program, you and Brother Anthony, God is going to bless because we believe that, you know, because we're in the will of God. And anything we're in the will of God doing for his glory and for his honor, his blessings will be upon it. And uh, who can be against what God bless? Yes, yes. We can boast in the Lord, you know. Now I want to I want to switch it a little bit because Pastor, to those who know you, we know you have a nickname, and your nickname is the Walking Bible, and I'd like to share briefly with the audience before I have Pastor get into how he came to acquire this nickname. But if you ever hear him preach, he has such a fervent, passionate, lively, orating style. It is just it's awe-inspiring to watch as the Spirit works with him as he brings forth not just the Word of God, but the anointed Word of God. And before he comes forth to bring that Word, you'll see him flipping through his Bible. And we know the Word tells us, study to show thyself approved. 
And when this man of God comes forth with the word, it's very obvious that he has been studying. When pastor comes forth, the Bible is not in his hand, and he is able to recount scripture, and it flows flawlessly, verse by verse by verse. A lot of times, and most of the time, when I watch pastors and ministers speaking, they've got their Bible, and when they're going back to the scripture, they're reading from it. This man of God that we are speaking with now on the phone, he does not have his Bible in his hand. And as I said, the scripture is freely, freely, flawlessly flowing. That's a tongue twister, but that's the truth, and that's the best way to characterize how this man of God brings forth the word. So that's just some um, subjective and personal insight there (laughs) based on what I've witnessed and why the man of God may have been given this nickname, the Walking Bible. So, Pastor, could you speak to that a little bit for us, how you acquired that nickname? Well, I I think that, uh, my sister, you know that, um, I mean, all of us are living epistles and we're being read of all men. (laughs) And uh, so I I suspect that all of us should be walking Bibles because some people ain't going to read the Bible and and, and the letter and the leather covering, but they'll read the Bible of our lives. And so, again, um, the lifestyle that we live uh, will draw or drive men and women uh, to Christ. But when it comes to ministering the word, I I suspect it was my mother that uh, when I was 12 years old and I had this um, deep uh, impression upon me that I wanted to be a preacher and uh, my mother was not overjoyed about it because she, <laughs> she felt that, uh, you know, people put people, preachers particularly up on this pedestal, and they are just human beings, and I'm not condoning that they should do wrong because I realize that, you know, when you're in the position of minister, God has given uh, greater qualifications for you because we know that sparrows, you know, they fly in flocks, but... Uh, the eagle flies alone. So it's kind of lonely at the top, and she understood that. But she said, no, if you're going to be a preacher, don't just be one of them preachers that's standing up there saying, y'all say amen, and you ain't said nothing. You know, So uh, she instilled in me that if you're going to preach, then do it right and study mm-hmm. and meditate in the book day and night uh, so that the word of God will be in you, hide it in your heart that yeah. you might not sin against our Lord and Savior. Now, most people will tell me that they don't have good memory, you know, when it comes to Bible scriptures and learning the Word of God. But I always say to people that um, repetition is the mother of all learning. And I say your memory is probably good, you just don't work at it. Because before we got the cell phones, we did memorize our telephone numbers. But now all you have to do is just touch a, you know, space on your phone that says Sister Carolyn Marsh, and it will ring the number. And then if somebody asks me, do you know Carolyn Marsh's number? i got to look here in my phone to see, see if I know her. <laughs> but it was a day when you had to memorize that number, That's and it right. was in your head, you know. So even like your address, you know, how do you know that? Well, you memorize it, and you said it over and over again, uh, my address, and I know it because it's in my head. My Social Security number. I know it. I don't have to go and look it up anymore now. It's indelibly printed in my mind that I know my Social Security number. 
and sometimes even for security purposes, you know, when you call the bank, they will say, say the last four numbers of your Social Security number. I usually had to say the whole number in my mind, and then when I get to the last four, I'll speak it out. All I'm trying to say is that you memorize what you want to memorize. And if you really want to memorize the Word of God, you can, because the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his joy, his happiness is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day, day and, and night. night, you know. All right. That's what the first and, psalm tells us. All right. This is, you know, I, mean, this is a I learned smart it from <laughs> This, this is what I'm saying. If you meditate, now some people say, well, I don't know how to meditate. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate because right. worry is the negative side of meditation. But meditation is thinking on the positive, you know. And the Bible Amen. said if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, All right. think of good reports, think on these, yeah, these things. things. Yes, Lord. And what better things to think on than the Word of God? Amen. What the company to hang out with would have been Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I mean, you know, it's just it's just good company. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hang out, hey, hang out with the Synoptic Gospel. Boys. Come on now, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Man, we're gonna work on our offering, Pastor. Let's start preaching. <laughs> yeah, well, the check is in the mail, my sister, but I don't know if the bounce is not right. it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> And you know what, Pastor? We are coming up on a time now where we need to take a commercial break. And I know we need to do that probably in about 30 seconds. So I don't want to jump into something, and I know once we jump into it, we're going to get to going. So we're going to take a moment right now and take a commercial break. And I just want to remind our audience that you are listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, and that's on the Keys 107 Network, and this is The Rook Show. So we're going to go to a commercial break, and we'll be right back with Pastor Harris after that. All right, and this is Carolyn, and I'm back. And just to remind our audience, we you are listening to us on Blog Talk Radio on the Keys Network 107, and this is The Rook Show. And we have been speaking with Elder Clarence J. Harris, Sr. He is the pastor of the Love Seas Church of God in Christ in Gary, Indiana. And we're coming back after a commercial break. And I do have a host, or I'm co-hosting <laughs> with our primary host, That's Anthony King, and Anthony's sort of been laying back, and Pastor and I have been talking back and forth, but I don't want to hog the whole interview. So, Anthony, I just want to check in with you to 
make sure there's not anything that you'd like to ask Pastor Harris at this time. Well, I I will say that I'm enjoying you guys' conversation. It's more like a conversation than an interview, and, and that's very comforting. Um, I do have a few questions for you, Pastor Harris. Um, as, okay. as you may know, I am I am fairly familiar with you. Um, yes, Ms. Mark speaks very very highly of you, and oh, thank you. Um, I was allowed the privilege to read your bio before the yes. show. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that you were an athlete um, in your youth. Yes, sir. As well as introduced to the ministry at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know, how did that work? Um, you know the reputation that athletes get. Um, they call them jocks. Uh, how did mm-hmm. that impact your ministry um, at a young age? Well, uh, again, I think I go back uh, to my uh, home environment, uh, my mother being a, a Christian woman, and uh, my pastor was Pentecostal pastor at that time, Church of God in Christ. And actually, uh, Brother Anthony, they didn't believe in playing ball because they thought that that was like a sin. You know what I mean? You just uh, couldn't do that. And I had this passion for God, but I also had this passion to play basketball. And it was seeming like it was a conflict of interest, you know. And uh, so now, when I get into the ministry, it's like it was telling me I got to give up the ball, you know. And I'm saying, oh, uh, I don't know if I can do that right now. I just uh, feel this. And one pastor said, well, now if you can play ball and not go out there when they elbow you and try to steal the ball and hit you <laughs> and don't go to cursing, you know, and say blankety blank, I said, well, yeah, I think I can do that, Pastor. I, mean, I don't know. But, you know, because, you know, sometimes they can get kind of uh, belligerent with their language and then guys get all upset about losing the game, you know. So I realized that, you know, again, though I'm learning good sportsmanship, and this is another trying of my faith. But, uh, you know, I'm in the church and they know I'm playing ball and also the pastor is preaching against ball. So I kind of kept it on the low, and then people would try to get me to go against my pastor about this ball playing, and I just said, well, you know, whatever the pastor say. But uh, um, it was not – I got to the place where it was more accepted and people realized that it really is not a sin to have fun. I mean, you can be a Christian and still have a good time, you know. Um, You don't have to be dirty and nasty and – using profanity and all of that. So it was a blessing. Now, there were temptations, like you say, with the young ladies. They hurrahing and hollering, woo, woo, you know, you make that. Yeah, you know, so you have to put all that in in its perspective and realize that, you know, God is watching you because I went away all the way to North Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, and um, I was up there, and I think at the time, it seemed like we was the only black young men in the whole city, and it was like four of us on the basketball team. And they really enjoyed watching us play because, you know, how the brothers, they can run, and we was doing fast breaking and throwing the ball behind your back. We felt like we was the Harlem Goldtrotters up there, you know, so it was just an experience. But I thank God that the grace of God kept me with the right frame of mind 
and that, you know, I had a roommate. It seemed like to me that God always sent me an angel to keep me on the right path. Because one of my experiences was that I had a roommate who was from Indiana just like me. He went to a different high school. I went to Tolleson. He went to Prayville. And I'm up there, and they offered me some marijuana at the time for smoke. And I wanted to be cool, Brother Anthony. I wanted, you know, I didn't want to think, I, you know, I'm from Gary, man. You know, I, hey, what's going on? What's up? And um, I lost it for a minute. And Clyde, who was my roommate, he said to me, don't be offering this boy no marijuana. He a preacher. And God snapped me back into reality. <laughs> you know, uh, he had somebody to take my or watch my back and make sure that I realize who I am. And I look back on that day to day and I say, Clyde stood up for me and let me know, let these other people know, don't be offering him no man of one. No, he ain't going to be smoking. But he was smoking, getting high, but he didn't want me to get high because he believed and knew that I was a Christian. And I thank God for that. And I think Amen. that many Christians out there can relate to that. And sometimes when they thought about trying to do something wrong, God seemed to have somebody remind them, or who they are and who they belong to. Hmm. Hmm. You, you touched on two things that I, that I would like for you to go a little bit deeper into. Miss um, Marsh told me that she thought it was important that I mention to you that my father is a pastor of a church, and I've been exposed to yeah. um, the things that go on um, in the church, both um, behind the scenes and um, in front of the pulpit. So I'm very familiar with some of the struggles that you go through on a day-to-day um, basis sure. being a pastor. Mm-hmm. You mentioned some of the temptations that you experienced in your youth. How hard is it to be an upright standing minister like yourself? Um, I, I will say that I have observed you, and I do think that you are one of the better men um, That's right. who represent the church. That's right. And um, I, I would like for you to speak on how difficult it is for you to stay on that side of the road um, with all the powers and privileges you have in being a leader of a church and people looking at you and, and possibly taking shots at you, um, how hard is it to stay on the good side? I think in my early life, I didn't really understand the Bible the way God has opened it up to me now. You know, and what I mean by that is even Christians, I think that sometimes when they get saved, they come back and they say, well, Pastor, I tried to live right. I tried not to curse nobody out, but it ain't working for me. And we know that this is a struggle because your flesh wars against your spirit and your spirit against the flesh, and they contrary, the Bible say one to the other. And there's nowhere in the Bible where God told us to try. He told us to trust. And then he also lets us know that our old man has been crucified with Christ Jesus. So it's impossible for us to love our enemies, which God tells us to do, when we have a tough time loving lovable people. But the key to the thing is, is what I'm saying, even as a minister or just an ordinary believer in Christ, is having faith and trust in God that the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you will help you to do the right thing. And therefore, you have to lean on him as he tells us, to acknowledge him in all of our ways, and he shall direct our path. The Bible teaches us that there is no temptation taken us, such as common to man. But we're not faithful, but God is faithful. Oh, yes, and he, he will not tempt us to be tempted above that we are able. 
and he's going to make a way for us to escape. So I believe that as we are being tempted, we must lean on the Lord for that escape hatch. It's there somewhere. you got to look for it, but it's there. That God is going to get you out of this because he ain't going to put no more on you than you're able to bear. And that's the story when I read about Joseph and Potiphar's wife having designs on him every day trying to tempt this boy to come to bed with her. But when she finally got him in that room by himself, she said, this is the day we're going to party now. But that boy ran out with his coat. And he said, look, I'm not going to sin against God, and I'm not going to sin against your husband. Because, number one, if your husband never find out, God knows it. So I think the key is we have to fall in love with God because if we love him, he says, you will keep my commandments. Commandment, it's yeah. just like the children who love their parents. And I believe that, you know, knowing you, you love your parents. So you don't want to do nothing that would make your mama cry. And you know that if you got involved in drugs or went to jail, that would break your mother's heart. So that is like a constraining force to say, no, I can't do that because I know my mom and dad would not approve of this. and It would hurt them too bad. I'm going to stay on the right path. And that's the same way with God. When you fall in love with him, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about the fact that if I do this, man, it's going to grieve the Holy Spirit and it's going to have God's heart broken because of my sin. Now, that's not to say that sometimes we will fall. But the point about it is that we have a, a spirit of God on the inside of us that we don't need nobody to point a finger at us and tell us we did wrong. The Holy Spirit living on the inside will speak to you. It won't condemn you, but he will convict you. And so I just believe that as I read the Bible, as I walk in the path of righteousness, I may not be tempted in this area because the devil ain't crazy either, and your flesh knows what really tempts you. I mean, if you don't like sweet potato pie, the devil ain't bringing you sweet potato pie because that ain't going to tempt you. But he knows you like whipped cream, lemon, meringue pie. And that's what he's going to bring you. Because that's the temptation, you know. So uh, I have to recognize that and know that we're still in the flush and don't act like, you know, that you got it made. So you have to uh, behave yourself likewise and uh, listen to people who are around you that help encourage you to stay on the, the straight path. You know. How hard is that to do? In, in a, Gary is a tough city. Um, mm -hmm. how, how hard is that to do when you have so much going on around you um, with the church members and, you know, just the city period? Um how hard is it to function, you know, in a city like Gary? Um, really, I think, again, the focus must not be on uh, the city or the people or the members. you got to keep your eyes, you know, that's what he said, that, you know, we got to look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, he's the one that saves you, he's the one that's keeping you, and he's the one that's going to bring you to glory. That's so, right. um, I mean, it's like somebody said about Joe Lewis, the world champion. He wanted to be the world champion boxer, so he said, I cannot eat chocolate cake. I cannot eat chocolate cake because, uh, you know, I want to be the champ. 
So when I keep my eyes on the prize and say that, you know, I want to be the best that God wants me to be. Now, you think about that. Athletes will do that when they want to be uh, Olympic champions and all of the sacrifices that they make in order that they can compete and be the best at what they're competing at. So now when we are Christians and Paul styled that to like we run in a race, that we have to lay aside every weight, every sin that does so easily beset us and run this race with patience, if we keep that focus on that and not on people or the surrounding areas and making excuses and trying to justify our sins and just saying, well, God already know I'm human. God already know I have these desires. But God has said to us, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have of God? I've given you the power, the keeping power that can help you to walk this Christian walk, to help you to do the right thing, so that without me, you can't do nothing. But with me, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. But see, what times, I think where our problem is, Anthony, it's just like having a 357 Magnum in your house, a robber come in there and take everything out. And whose fault is it if you got the gun in there to tell him to get out of here? It's your fault. It's my fault. So it's the same way with us. God has invested in us and given us the Holy Ghost to help us to do the right thing, and then we don't take advantage of it. We can't blame God. It's us. Because if we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of our flesh. But what most people do, and they don't understand, that being filled with the Spirit is synonymous with being filled with the Word. And they don't have no Word in them. They don't know how to fight off the temptation because, I mean, you can speak in tongues and say, but that ain't going to get you right back on the right path. you got to tell the enemy that Jesus said, it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So when the temptation comes, if it's a, uh, somebody of the opposite sex, and they say, well, we're going to go and meet up over here, and I'm married. I know the Bible said, thou shalt not commit adultery. And I need to keep running that scripture in my mind and tell them that I am happily married. And if I'm single, I need to keep telling people, thou shalt not be a fornicator, so that don't give me a license just because I'm single to go out here and do my thing. I have to say I'm married to Jesus until he gives me somebody in my life, and I know that this is the wrong thing to do. If somebody says, let's go out here and get high, I know what the Bible says to me, that we shouldn't even look on the liquor or the wine when it's red in the cup, you know. <laughs> he told us, woe unto them that do this thing, tarry long and at the bottle. So, uh, you know, these things, if I know my Bible and I let it speak to my heart and the Lord remind me, now, whose voice I'm going to listen to? Now, certainly sometimes we override it and we try to justify and say, I deserve a break today. I'm tired of these folks. They didn't make me mad. I want to curse somebody out because, I mean, but the Bible already addressed that. He said, don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. So, don't. I mean, we get weary. We get tired. But the Lord said, don't faint. Hold, hang on in there. Don't let them get to you. Get back in the word. Get back in the Bible-believing church. Get around believers that will encourage you in your walk with the Lord. And I think that's the key. I mean, if I hang out with wicked people, it won't be long I'll be wicked. If I hang around with people who are doing things contrary to the Bible, then I'll start doing that. But the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron. 
He tells us to keep company with wise men and wise women. And again, what Sister Marsh was quoting from the Psalms, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. You will be built up as you hang with good people because the books you read, the people you meet, will determine what kind of person you'll be in the next 10 years. And so fill your mind with the word of God. Fill your mind with people who are going somewhere and want you to go somewhere. Get all this negativity away from you and people that don't believe that you can be successful or people who are trying to drag you down. You don't need that. And that, to me, is where we allow ourselves to get into that mindset because the Bible says, so a man thank you, so is he. And uh, you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and keep telling yourself what the Bible says, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm going to praise him because marvelous are his works and that my soul knoweth right well. i got to tell myself that I am greatly blessed and highly favored and deeply loved by God. And that's true because God's word already says that. So instead of putting that negative stuff in your head and listening to all this negative stuff on TV, radio, we need to listen to programs like you and uh, Sister Marsh got going today to feed our mind with positive, good stuff so that we can make it through this journey of life. And I think that's where people miss the mark and they get down in depression and they begin to feel sad and blue and victims and, you know, sometimes, you know, the Dr. Field program and all this stuff and, um, you know, what's that man named Maury? And, I mean, they just kept people on there telling all kind of crazy stuff. And you look at that and say, my God, you know. And the next thing you know, you're sitting in your room crying. You don't even know why you're crying, but you're crying because you didn't got your mind all discombobulated, you know. So you got to get all that clutter out of your mind and the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the battle is in the mind. That's that's where it is, Anthony, in the mind. And if I can think right, I can do right. But if I'm around people making excuses for sin and excuses for doing wrong, quite naturally I'm going to get in there and justify my wrong as well. You know? I think that was a long answer, but that that's the point, I mean, the mind. That's what we need. Give us the word. Give us the word. Feed us on today, Pastor. Uh, well, it's been an honor and a privilege to talk with you and Brother Anthony. And, and, of course, I have met Brother Anthony, and I believe in my meeting with him, I see him to be an upright, fine Christian gentleman. And uh, I didn't know that his dad was a, a minister as well. But what an honor. What a privilege, man. And I know you have that background as well, Sister Mark. So, what, what, I mean, that tells me a lot right there that uh, somebody was saying that today, that many times now our children are not raised in the church. You know, I think sometimes the church has gotten a bad rap, but I thank God for my church upbringing because I don't know. Uh, I may be in jail today if it wasn't for the um, hmm. teaching that was instilled in me at an early age, you know. And I know that sometimes there are hypocrites in the church, and the church ain't all it should be and needs to be, but who is? But the church is the hospital where sick people go to get better. And I think that we need to get back to some of that old-time teaching of bringing our children to the house of the Lord and instilling in them these good Christian values because, I mean, when you hear the news that an 8-year-old is being killed by a 12-year-old, they need to be in Sunday school, man. I mean, they got all crazy games, angry bird, everybody's mad, and I mean, they're just shooting and killing. 
I think it's gotten so sensitized they don't even understand what it is and how violent it is to murder and kill somebody. So a lot of these children, I think, they think it's a game, you know, and it's not a game. This is real life. So where are the parents? I mean, if we got juvenile delinquent children, we have juvenile delinquent parents. But that's another show, and y'all didn't call me for that. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing all right. Hey, Anthony, can I jump in? Because I know we're closing out the um, hour with Pastor. And Pastor Harris, I would love to um, have you share with the listening audience, as a pastor and um, considering the questions I've asked you and Anthony has asked you, mm-hmm. what is, I'd like you to speak your heart. What is your vision and what is your mission for your church? Um, with the time that God grants you, that you have there, that you have here, where is it you would like to go? And what is it that you would like to realize from your life's work? How is that included in the mission and the vision that you have for Love Feast Church of God in Christ through those things that God has imparted to you? Yes. Well, speak your heart. I'm, yeah, I'm believing now, Sister March, as it um, is getting late in the evening, and uh, I, I want to redeem the time. I believe, like Jesus told the disciples, look out on the field, the harvest is plenteous, yeah. and the labors are few. And um, I'm not blaming sinners because sinners do what sinners do, and that's sin. But he says, if my people that are called by my name, if we would humble ourselves and pray and seek yeah. his faith, mm-hmm. turn from his wicked ways, then we could hear from heaven. He'd forgive yeah. our sins, and he would heal the land. And so I just would like to be like the John, the baptizer, the voice crying in the wilderness, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And I've come to realize that it's not my church, it's his church, because he's the one that died on the cross and gave his blood that we would have everlasting and eternal life. And God loves us so much. And if you, if I can just get that message to people, if the seed can fall on good ground, how much God really loves you. I mean, there's nobody in the world, you have a good mother or a good father, and they love you, but they don't love you the way God loves you. And he loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. Now, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And he, he gave his right. only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have this everlasting life. And then... He says, I've come that you might have life, and that's not a little life, but that you'd have it much more abundantly. Abundantly, And he wasn't talking about, you know, Sister Mars' stuff. He wasn't talking about money and houses and cars, but he's talking about stuff that money can't buy. I mean, money can buy the clock on the wall, but it can't buy time. Yes, Money can buy food, but it can't buy a good appetite. Money can buy you a house, but it won't make it a home. Yeah. Money can get you companionship for the night, but it won't be a friendship. I mean, okay. there's just some things that money cannot buy. And, and it's the thing that when you can pray to the God of the universe and he will hear a prayer from you or from me that, God, I need your help. My son or my mother or daughter is going up for surgery. The June bug is in jail, Lord, and I need you to turn that boy around and save him. And God can hear your prayer. I mean, money can't buy that, you know. 
And so what I'm saying is that if people, and especially those of us in the church, would stop downing each other and talking about each other, but esteem others more highly than ourselves, and then God can move and work among us, and that if we would just get on one accord, you know. I love coming to church, but who want to come to church where people are rolling their eyeballs at you, talking about you behind your back? But I know it's the work of the enemy. But people are really looking for the real deal, Sister Mark. They're looking for people who not just talk in church, but walk in church. And James said, people that, you know, say they have faith in God, but faith without works is a dead faith. So he said, show me your works with your faith, and then I'll believe you, you know. So that's what I want to do. I really, you can't please everybody no way, so ain't no need to try but he said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Please God, that's right. But think that we can please the creator of the universe, the sovereign God, the one who stood yeah. on nothing because there wasn't nothing for him to stand on and spoke to nothing because there wasn't nothing for him to speak to and said, let there be light. All I'm right. about to, uh, you know, you got to help All me. Right. I got your offering plate ready. Go on, <laughs> But all I'm saying is, Sister Mark, I want to just hear him say, well done, the bottom line, yeah, and not my good. will. And I know you have to do I want to just hear his voice so clearly and, and, and know that he loves me so dearly that I can do what he say do. You know, I, I got tired of trying to do what Clarence wanted to do. I got to the point now, Lord, what would you have me to do? Let your will be done here on this earth as it is in heaven, and then I'll be happy, and I know he'll be satisfied, and if he's satisfied, uh, then I definitely would be satisfied because that's what he said to, about Jesus. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And since I'm in Jesus and Jesus is in me, when he looks at me, he don't look at me. He looks at the Jesus that's in me. And if he's pleased with Jesus, I know he'll be pleased with me if I'm walking the walk of the Christian, you know. So Amen. And you know what, man of God, before we get to shouting and getting to the second part of the Hallelujah show here, um, Mm -hmm. I've I've gotten a notification here that I believe that you have some callers online who would like to. Oh, praise God. From the. um, (laughs) So um, I I guess we're going to queue up some of those folks and um, let them holler at you or see if they've got some questions. But. Whenever we're ready to have those callers come on, um, we're ready. Well, you you about to wind down here? Ain't you? I mean, it's, uh... well, we look. We got a little more winding we can do. So I'm just um, I'm trying to I'm taking direction. I'm being obedient. Okay, Mr. King. Okay, hold on a second. Okay. Well, while they're getting those um, folks queued up. Pastor, I just want to say it's been a, um, in your own words, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure <laughs> to have you on today. And as I said at the beginning of the show, we really wanted to start the show out on the right foot, and we wanted to set the proper tone because we know it's not about us; it's all about Him. And yes. we want our words and we want our actions, just all of our deeds to glorify God, because yes. we take absolutely no vainglory at the end of the day. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. Miss Miss Marsh, we we have a guest on the line, O. Z. Harris, um, for Pastor Harris. O. Z. Hello. Hello, brother O. Z. How you doing? 
Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, it's a pleasure to be invited to your uh, your show. Uh, I enjoy uh, everything you were saying, Pastor, about uh, our our true riches are in uh, Christ Jesus, uh, not yes, these uh, yes. tangible items. Uh, my my question was, um, as it pertains to uh, tradition in the mm-hmm. church uh, today, it seems like uh, tradition more or less has uh, some of the churches bound where mm-hmm. they 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 kind of uh, timid and will not move outside of whatever is inside the church, outside a comfort zone. So it seems like you really can't spring forward to take mm-hmm. hold of the the riches that testify of the true riches that are at the heart of your life. Yes. So my yes. my 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 question is even as Christ is 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 the core of our life and he's the true riches, but Shouldn't we have some kind of uh, testimonies of our lives, uh, uh, even tangible items that testify that uh, my God did this, and no matter what the world is doing, they just can't trump whatever supernatural, whatever provisions that my God can give me or cause me to walk into. And excuse me, and you know what, O.Z. and Pastor Harris, before you answer, and O.Z., if you can hold that thought, we need to take a commercial break. So can we do that briefly, and that'll just be momentarily? Just It'll just take a moment, and as soon as we come back, Pastor Harris can answer that question for you. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys' patience. All right, so we're going to momentarily go to a commercial break, and after that we'll be right back with Pastor Harris, and he will answer that question. Okay, we're back live on the Rook Show, and we are on Blog Talk Radio on the 107 Keys Network, and this is the Rook Show. And this is Carolyn back with Anthony King. We have Pastor Clarence Harris on the phone and also O.Z. Harris phoning in from the Gary, Indiana area. 
And just before the commercial break, OZ asked Pastor Harris a question, and we're going to ask Pastor to go ahead and give him an answer to that question. Yes, uh, thank you so much, Sister March. And again, I'm grateful to um, speak with my brother OC on today. And uh, I think the question was reference to the fact that sometimes these traditions are hindering our churches. And, and I certainly agree with that, that sometimes uh, traditions can be good and at other times traditions can be bad. Um, but we have to uh, look at them and see that they conflict the Word of God and to get rid of the ones that are contrary to what God wants us to do. And then I think uh, Brother O.C. was asking about the supernatural power of God uh, and blessing his people. And we know that the things that we see are temporal, but the things which you cannot see is eternal. And uh, I, I certainly agree with that, that uh, uh, if we pray the prayer, Lord, make me a blessing so I can be a blessing, it's nothing wrong with having wealth and using it for the glory of God. And thank God that God does bless his people. I mean, Abraham and Job and uh, the man of God, David, and the record is clear that there were many who were blessed uh, supernaturally, and God says that he will bless us abundantly above all that we could even ask or think. Uh, so nothing is wrong with wealth or riches. And the Bible just lets us know the love of money is the root of all evil. And I certainly pray the prayer that, Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing to others. Uh, we certainly don't want everybody in the church to be broke. And uh, if somebody's broke, I don't want to be the one. But uh, sometimes we go through those periods where we're, you know, not financially able, but then there's somebody in the church who can be a blessing to us and help us to get through those rough times. Uh, but I think sometimes we begin to serve money, and that's a bad thing when we serve money and don't serve God. But we got to master the money and serve God. So that's kind of my answer, Doc O.C. Oh, that's, that's uh, I appreciate I appreciate your answer on that, Pastor Harris, because my see because my perception of the the, the traditional tradition mm-hmm. being embedded in the churches is that at times when when God wants to supernaturally move, mm-hmm. tradition has placed different things in order or different rules for say yeah. to whereas it's not even received. And then those uh, those who are, are are going to be poured out on are hindered or, or discouraged and back away, and they could be the very one that propels the church forward. Yes. And you know, I'm yeah, I agree to with say, that. I agree with um, that. Those are all great points, and and this is and we've had such an incredible hour of power, and this has been such a great show. And unfortunately, we're at the point now where I'm going to have to close us out so we can bring on our second hour guest. Uh, guest, I'm sorry. And Brother OZ, I want to say it was so great to hear from <laughs> yeah. you. And yeah, I'm that sorry was you didn't... yeah, that was wonderful. And you know, yeah, bless we... you, my brother. Yeah, God we want to. And I just got to throw it in. I got those little cutie pie baby pictures. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Your son yeah. is beautiful. But um, I, I just want, I want to thank you, OZ, for calling in, and I want to thank the um, awesome, anointed, ever-appointed man of God, Clarence Harris, for calling yeah. in and speaking with us and imparting 
all of those wonderful words. And thank you so much, Pastor, for enabling us to start out on the right foot here because, as I said, we want all of our deeds, our words, our actions to glorify God because we know at the end of the day it's yes. not about us. It's all about him. We all just about for him. praise and worship Amen. and service. Yes. Yes, and we just we want to glorify him in all that we do. We we just want to magnify him. And that is just so important and that's at the core of what it is we're doing here. So Pastor, I hope you will continue to listen to the rest of the show and yes. Ali, I yes. hope you will continue to listen to the rest of the show. And yes. with that, I just want to say God bless you both. You have a wonderful afternoon God bless you, and I'll be speaking God with bless you soon. Sis. And thank God you and Brother Anthony for the privilege. God bless you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you too, uh, Pastor Harris. See you soon. Yes, sir. Right. Look forward to that. Uh-huh. All right. Ms. Marsh, we are going to take a brief break um, before we bring on the next guest. Um, hold on one second. We'll be right back. Hello. This portion of the key on Blog Talk Radio was brought to you by The Fluffs Presents the Alphabet, now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. So. Okay, we are now coming back to the show. Um, Ms. Marsh will be introducing our next guest here in a moment. Give us one second, please. Okay, Ms. Marsh, if you want to bring uh, Roger in. All right, in. I'm ready. All Hello, right. everyone. We're back on Blog Talk Radio on the Keys 107 Network, and you're listening to The Rook Show. So next on base in our second hour is a young man who's been working in the graphic and design industry for the last 15 years, and he has his own graphic design firm, but his talents don't end here. He's also a photographer and he's about to enter into the realm of movies and television, and he's looking to make it big in the industry. And if all that isn't enough to keep him busy, he's also authoring a series of children's books. I mean, he is really busy. So we want to say welcome to the show, writer, creator, and visionary, hailing all the way from New Ibina, Louisiana, 
Mr. Roger Raymond of No Limit Forever Records. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought I heard a little twinkly noise. Uh Uh-oh. But (laughs) anyhow, thank you for your patience and thank you for waiting. No problem. And um, we really appreciate it. Anthony, I don't know if you want to start out with the talking to Roger because I know I pretty much hog the first hour and I don't want to hog the whole show. That's okay. Feel free to jump in because um, I always like your input. You always have a wonderful perspective to bring, and I'm sure you have some questions for Roger. First of all, Roger, how are you doing today? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, enjoying sunny California weather. Okay. That's right. You're out in California yeah. today. Um, give give our listening audience a little bit of background information on you and where you come from and how you got to be involved in some of the things that you are participating in now. I know before we spoke about the uh, youth center, um, shed some light on that, and um, just, you know, give us a little information of who you are and why I was so interested in having you on the show today. Mm. Um, Well, I mean, I'm from a small town in Liberia, Louisiana, um, where, I mean, not much happens. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, and I'm like one of the few I believe you know that has these big visions, and you know, and and I decided like you know what I'm not gonna just sit and just you know I don't, I don't want to sit and just get a job or something. I don't want to work a normal job. I want to do something that I can control. You know, basically I want to do something that I can enjoy, build basically something that you know I can eventually build for my kids and my family members. You know, pull them out of situations they're in you know, and put them in, in, in an environment where they could, you know, work and be comfortable and get the pay that they're looking for and that type of thing. But uh, that's that's basically what I'm building right now. Okay. Share with us um, about the, the Children's uh, Center that we spoke about before. Um, that's very interesting <laughs> to me. And, and the way you explained it, um, was very unique, and I thought that that's something that could make a big difference in a lot of people's lives. If you could share uh, that with us, I would appreciate that. Okay. Well, um, I got the idea a couple of years ago from, um, well, there's this uh, this festival that goes on in New Iberia every year, and uh, a, uh, a major figure in the New Iberia uh, community was killed. And the thing is, he was killed by some kids. So I thought, I'm like, you know, how, you know, where are these kids' parents? You know, because if you look around, all these kids are killing people. These are kids are robbing and stealing. And so, so I'm like, you know what? These kids don't have a, a, a role model or someone they can look up to um, to kind of guide them to where they need to be. You know, so they just go in the street and, you know, they follow the wrong people. They follow the, the ones that are not doing anything with their lives and, they don't have anybody to, turn, to go home and make proud or anything like that. So I'm like, you know what, I need to start maybe a youth center in, in New Iberia, maybe, you know, branch it off to other cities, but I'm going to start in New Iberia first and, you know, give these kids an alternative to the streets, an alternative, give them a place where they can, be, you know, feel loved and feel wanted and feel appreciated so they can have maybe a mentor or an adult figure or someone they could, you know, make proud. Like, you know, look at my grades, my grades, you know, 
I got an A, I got an e, a B, you know, someone to, you know, pat them on the back and say, you know what, that's good. You know, because they don't have that. So the streets are pretty much congratulating them on, you know, the stuff that they're doing in the streets, you know. So I decided to start a youth center. And this year, hopefully, we get it, get it all started, uh, working on all the paperwork now. Um, I'm going to just fund it myself with, you know, the little bit of money that I have now. I'm going to just try to get this, some of the stuff funded and, you know, get some of the kids together until all the paperwork we can get funding, from, you know, from the government and all this other stuff. But, um, you know, that's, that's basically this is this is what I want to do with, you know, the youth center, OIDC, Raymond Youth Development Center. Okay. How how old are you, Roger? I'm 35. Okay. I don't look it, though. If you see me, I look maybe <laughs> 20, 20, Not only do you not look it, but that's you're very accomplished for someone that age. You have a lot going on. And not only do you have a lot going on, you've accomplished a lot of things. And I have to jump in and ask you about these adorable children's books that you're writing (laughs) and the series that you're working on. Can you tell us the inspiration (laughs) for those books and talk a little bit about the characters and just how all of that came about? Because they are adorable. Thank you. Well, um, the inspiration actually comes from my kids, um, Puff and, and Bean. Well, Puff is actually, that's her real nickname. That's a nickname that I gave her when she was a baby because she had these big cheeks and the puffy hair. <laughs> and my son, my wife, she gave she gave him the nickname Bean. I didn't really like the nickname, but, I mean, you know, it, it kind of stuck in there, but I thought it would make a good name for the characters for the, uh, the book. So, you know, I just watch these kids playing, and I'm like, you know what? That's, you know, just by them playing and the things that they're saying and the things that they're doing, this is all story. You know, so I decided to just take what they're doing and turn it into a story. You know, kids kids tell stories. Kids have a lot of stories. I mean, if you watch any kid, kids are telling these stories, and just their imaginations are huge. So, you know, why don't I just take that imagination, those ideas, those stories, just put it into a book series, and, and that's that's what I'm doing. Well, that's wonderful because um, yeah. uh, for those listening, if you go to blogtalkradio.com, um, the keys 107, and check out the Rook Show, you'll see a picture there of Roger's bio, and in the lower corner, there is a picture of I believe that's your son. And one yes. of the characters that um, <laughs> you developed um, yes. from him, and it is just adorable. It is so cute, and it says the adventures of Puff and Bean, whom we were That's just right. talking about. I mean, it is just oh my god, that is so cute. If I had some kids, I would, I would, I'd be buying those books. It's just adorable. And above that, there are some. Um, I guess these are comic book co- covers that you've designed. Yes, that's, or, that's a yeah. no. Um, it's a it's a book that's published now. Um, uh, actually, from that book, it's is what inspired me to start my publishing company. Um, it's been published with the company in Canada or something, but you know, I felt like I was screwed over by this company because you know I wrote this story, did everything, and, and these people just they didn't do that part as a publisher. Oh, so wow. I was like, you know what, the stuff that they're doing. I can do this myself. I mean, I'm, I have the connections. I know the right people. I, you know, I, I'm a graphic designer. 
I mean, I, I know exactly what they're doing. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start my own publishing company and publish all my own stuff. I'm not going to submit any books anymore to any publishers. I'm going to just do it myself. Wow. Is there anything you don't do, Roger? Um, it's <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if once you put your mind to it and you really get into it, you know, it can happen. A lot of things I'm surprised myself when, you know, when I do things that I didn't think I could do. Mm-hmm. What what drives your ambition? And I ask that question because you're so multifaceted, so multi-talented. You've got all of these things going on. I mean, we've talked a little bit about your graphic and um, illustration, designing skills. Um, you're you're an author. Um, I mean, it just the list goes on and on. So what what inspires you? What uh, mm-hmm. drives your what 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 fuels the passion? to be able to multitask at this level and get so much done. I guess uh I guess I guess to give my kids uh, way more than what I had growing up because I mean there's a lot of times when you know I asked my mom or my dad, you know, for certain things and they couldn't get it. And at the time I didn't understand. I just thought they were being mean and couldn't, you know, they didn't want to do it. But you know, now that I'm older, I'm like they couldn't, they couldn't afford it or you know, have bills and things. And so I want to get to a point in my life where you know, my kids want something, they can have it. You know, they can go into their own bank accounts and just get these things, and it's there. You know, I want to change that uh, that cycle, you know, and, and let them be more independent, doing things for themselves, and, you know, and, and, and able to afford to go and do things that, you know, I couldn't do when I was a kid. So pretty much that that is what inspires me and makes me stay focused on, you know, I mean, the things that I do. You mentioned um, a little while ago, Roger, about the connections that you have. Um, if you would like to share with our listening audience your part in No Limit Records, I was confused before thinking that you were an employee, but you, you corrected me and, and shared with us that you were a partner. If you could explain yes. um, how you how you got to be in a position like that and what type of situation that is, I would greatly appreciate that. Okay, uh, it's a long story, and I guess since I have an hour, I can probably... And we've got time. Go Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, maybe I can go all the way back. Let's see. Now, I'm going to get off subject just a little bit, but I think a lot of people should be able to hear this and maybe it might inspire somebody. Um, I want to say back in 2008, I believe, 2007, one of the two. Anyway, I was a supervisor at this magazine... uh, um, distribution company, and, you know, we put all the magazines in all the different stores and, and all this other stuff, but on the way home, I would stop. There was this office complex that I would see. Um, it was an office complex, and, I, and, you know, I just fell in love with the area. I fell in love with the place, and, I, you know, and I always dreamed of, like, I should put, you know, I want to get an office here. I want to move it here and, you know, build a business here, you know, and I'll park my truck, get out and look inside the window because the building, uh, it was empty. And, you know, I would just look inside just so I could take home those images and dream about it once I get home and maybe dream about it while I'm driving also. But I'll do this every so many days. But um, one day I I decided to take the number down and call the realtor and uh, meet with the guy just so I can have a further look inside the building so I can dream a little bit more. So um, I called the guy. We set up an appointment. Went in. We look at the building. I'm 
in love even more because it's exactly what I needed, exactly what I was looking for. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I can't afford this. My credit is not where it needs to be to even get this. But, you know, he thought I was going to get it. But I'm like, you know what, I'm just I'm going to dream a little bit. So he gave me all the paperwork. You know, I'm writing, I'm signing all the paperwork, and I'm saying to myself, I'm not getting this. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to, he's never going to see me again tomorrow or whatever. I'm, you know, I'm just going to sign these papers, but I just want to get an image of inside the building. You know, and I'm waiting on more paperwork. I just signed a few little things and waiting on more paperwork, and I was like, that's it? He was like, that's it. So I'm like, I'm waiting on a credit authorization paper or something. I'm waiting on something dealing with credit. He didn't give it to me. I'm like, okay, what's next? He said, if you got the check, you know, he'll get the landlord to sign it. You can move in Monday. So I'm like, wow. I gave him a check, and I moved in Monday, you know. And I want to say maybe months before that, I was already saving up supplies. I was saving up office equipment, printers, desks, chairs, and everything. I was saving it in storage. But I didn't know I was going to get this place, so. And I think God always directs me. Sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't. But this was one of those things. I believe when God wants you with something, you're going to get it no matter what. Amen, you know? if it's for and, you. Right. And it was for me because this building was empty, I want to say, at least a year. I was passing by this place looking inside the, this empty building for a year. And it was always empty. And I was the one who got it. You know, I didn't expect it, but I got it. Moved in, started my business, doing really well, doing really well, and um, month to month I was just doing really well until, um, you know. And when I first moved in, I, you know, I prayed, walked the building, prayed in the building, you know, and God showed me exactly what's going to be in each room, and I saw it vividly, clear. You know, I saw people sitting here. You know, yeah. I saw it clear, like, okay, the intern's going to be here in this room, giant printer in this other room, and, my brother, he's a graphic designer. He was supposed to have an office here in one room and everything. And, you know, I saw everything clearly. Speaking you know, he revealed existence. everything to me. Right. But <laughs> there's a but, a huge but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, and as time progressed, I was doing well. God, like I said, he opened up doors and allowed great things to happen. Yeah. But um, um, then I met these uh, these rappers, Um they needed a place to record, you know, and, and there was this thing deep down inside of like, you know what, mm, this is a bad move, but there was a side of me that wanted to help, you know, give them a place. Look, do your music, you know. So I gave them an office at my place. I gave them a place to, you know, record their music, and which wasn't, that, that was a no-no. You know, that's not what God told me to, to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And once they moved in, my entire business just started going downhill. Mm-hmm. It just started going downhill because I invited those spirits in, you know. There's the smoke and the, the, it just, it was just, you know, I, I walked in, sometimes I walked into my office and I was like, I wasn't comfortable anymore because it was like, this is not what it was supposed to be, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I walk in, the building smells like weed smoke, there's trash, there's pizza boxes. I'm like, wow, you know, this is, this is not what I, uh, I prayed for. This is not what I saw when, when All God right. showed me. All right. But, you know, me being a nice person, I just dealt with it and just kept going and going and, and didn't pay no attention. But as time progressed, you know, I also got into some stuff that I wasn't supposed to do. And 
that's when God was like, it's enough. Mm. <laughs> he shut it down. Mm. He shut it down. He was like, because in the beginning, I was making money. I was doing really well. Then it came towards the end when nothing came. I mean, I wasn't even getting a phone call. Mm. You know, it was nothing. I mean, it was dry. I was like, wow. And, and and I'm still trying to keep this thing going. And something told me, hey, close it. God was telling, telling me to close it. Enough. He had enough of it. But I'm still trying to hold on. And, like, well, well, what about, you know, my friends? What are they going to do? Where are they going to go record? Where are they going to record? God was like, it wasn't for them anyway. <laughs> Got to shut it down. And so um, I finally shut it down. You know, I didn't want to. It hurt, you know, it, but I, I did shut it down. I was obedient, shut it down. But then I want to say a week after I shut it down, the floodgates were open again. I, was, I listened and, you know, the floodgates opened again. I want to say within a week, I want to say two people, two key people that played a major part of my life and still is now. Um, I met them a week after I shut the business down. Master P and my friend Marcus Allen. And mm-hmm. from then on, things just started going up. You know, that's, that's, that's a testimony. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's a story, but that's a testimony. In other words, yeah. in, in other words, it, it, what I'm trying to say, I'm gonna sum it up. Just like a parent, you know, you know, God gave it to you, you take it away. You know, He'll shut it down, and that's, that's exactly what He did with me. He just shut it down, and He said He had enough of that foolishness. <laughs> that's what you know, that's what I, I didn't do, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But that's how I met Master P right there. That, I mean. From that point on, because if I had not shut it down, I would have kept going, I probably wouldn't have never met him, you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep something that was dead alive. It was dead. Yeah. You would know. have missed your blessing. I would have missed it. We have to uh, yeah. take a quick commercial break, and, and I want to go into um, what it is to do with No Limit currently when we come back from the break. Um, give us a moment to, to you know, check with our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Okay. Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback. Sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Hi, and we're back with Roger Raymond, and you are listening to Blog Talk Radio on the Keys 107 Network, and this is The Rook Show. Um, Roger, we thank you so much for that wonderful, that was really a testimony. 
And um, yeah. it is so important to hear the voice of God because, as you said, He, the, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And yes. that's, that's in the Word. And as you said, He mm. had enough of that foolishness and mm-hmm. just shut it all yeah. down. Because sometimes we think we're being blessed, but the devil, I don't want to use the word rewards, but that's what he does. He rewards as well, but his gifts are temporary. And we have to keep our eyes fixed on that which is eternal. And we have to be careful and understand and know when God is speaking to us so we can clearly hear God's voice. And it sounds like that's what you did, and um, subsequently you've been blessed. So, as I said, I just thought that was a wonderful testimony. So, as we continue forward, I would like to talk a little bit Mark, about your... Ms. Mark, can I jump in? Can I jump in for one second before you ask him his next question? Absolutely, we, Mr. King. Thank you. We have a you few people... You are so welcome. <laughs> thank you. We have a few people that um, have been holding on the line for a very long time. They want to ask questions. Can we give them two minutes to ask their questions, and then you can take the interview in whatever direction Absolutely. you want to take it in from there. Oh, my goodness. Please proceed. Well, would it? Okay. One of uh, the guests that have been holding for a while is uh, a very close friend of mine from Dayton, Ohio. And, uh, P, if you want to come in at this time, your mic is live. Oh, uh, how you doing, brother? All right, so Hey, all right, yeah, um, I'm from Dayton, my bad, um, kind of a dying city. So, <laughs> um, Before I even ask the question, I did want to address everybody. With it. Uh, I, I definitely give love to all my Christian people out there. I Amen. Just that we are, I just think that as a people, though, as humans, we kind of all need to expect better of each other right now, you know? We kind of we kind of, kind of stop finding ways to pull away from each other and expect better from each other, period. Like, we all out here together. All right. Uh, my question for the young woman. Uh, what would you say right now is the best access as far as you dealing with No Limit? I'm pretty sure you have a good understanding of how the music business is working. Um, do you feel that it's a dead business as far as music is concerned? Do you feel that the business is more or less going into media and design, like, you know, the field you went in, or do you feel right now that there still is an outlet even for money and yeah. music? Yeah, it is. It's still. Um, it's not dead. Um, I think it's. It has changed though, uh, a lot. I mean, as far as getting into the business, it's easier, but to survive, it's a little harder because you have so many different. Being that it's so easy, you have so many people getting into the business now. I mean, as far as I mean, you can do it now. You can record from. Uh, I've seen you can record from your cell phones now. So I'm like, it, everybody, their moms is trying to get into the, the recording business and. Um, I think you just have to come a little different, and it's not really about the now. It looks like it's not really about the quality of the music anymore either. Um, you just have to be, I guess, have something that is catchy. You have to, I guess, catch enough eyes, um, and and that's one thing that we're doing here at, at No Limit. I mean, uh, just staying these people's faces with different things and just being innovative and doing things that are different because it, it attracts attention. And the more attention you have, I believe it'll bring more fans to you because now it's about having fans, you know, with the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams. So, um, yeah, it's it's not there. There's definitely still ways to make money in the business, but it's, um, like I said, it's harder to survive. 
Hello? Hello? Yeah. Hi, caller. Are you still there? Roger? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Anthony? Well, I'm not quite sure what happened, but you know what? We're going to continue to speak. (laughs) Okay. What I'd like to do is um, go ahead and continue with the question that I was asking you before the caller came on. And I know you indicated in your bio that you're interested in tackling the uh, medium of movies and television. Now, I don't know since that was developed if that's something you've currently delved into or where you are with that, but um, I would be interested in hearing about that, and I'm sure our listening audience would like to hear about that as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movies and the TV shows and the ideas has been there for years and years and years, but you know, I was, I guess, too afraid, too afraid to actually move on it, but um, mm-hmm. I've been very active in, in pushing these things out, especially working with Master P. Um, we're working on several different movie titles now. Um, actually, we have a film that we're going to be, uh, you know, I guess production is going to start in July. Uh, he's giving me the opportunity to co-produce this movie, which will be oh, my wow. first film um, actually to produce. Um, and then we're going to just keep following with another film because we have several different ideas and scripts and, 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 and mm-hmm. movie titles that we're going to be working on. But that's one of the first. Okay. And um, it seems, too, that you've also started to develop some original story concepts as well. Is that going to tie yeah. into what you're doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. That's one of uh, that's a couple of the titles that we're going to be working on because, uh, as a matter of fact, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, um, two or three weeks ago, uh, Master P and I were in the studio and I you know, showed him an idea that I had. And, I mean, I've, we've been working on Well, I had the idea for years now. Um, but I showed him the idea, and he loved it. And me and him just sat and just went back and forth with different ideas. And so that's one of the scripts that we're going to work on next and, and bring it to uh, uh, theaters. Oh, wow. Well, we'll be looking forward to yeah. that. Do you have any um, projected dates that you anticipate mm-hmm. that um, this will be this year, mm-hmm. next year? Probably next year. Um, well, maybe, I don't know. It depends on how this, this film goes in July, the one we're working on uh, now. Um, it depends on how that goes. We'll see. We, uh, it's a lot of different things that we're doing um, mm-hmm. and, and trying to bring to life because we both we have a lot of ideas um, sitting on the table that's, mm-hmm. that's just sitting. So we're trying to bring life into all these different ideas and take our time and push one and come with the next and then the next and then the next. So that's that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, we'll have to, you'll have to keep us updated because certainly before your movie's premiere, we would certainly like to have you back on the show so we can help oh, promote that. definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I also talked to uh, Master Pete before I got on. Uh, I was trying to get him to come on as a surprise guest, but uh, he was busy with some stuff. But he definitely said the next time he'll jump on the show, so uh, we can uh, you will know, have him on the show. I guess the next time. Well, that would be great, and um, of yeah. course, 
we will have to have you on as well so you guys can talk okay. about some of your collaborations. Um, that would oh, definitely yeah. be hot if we did that. Now, as I was telling our audience, you do so many things. Let's maybe talk a little bit about um, the magazine that you're developing. Is that something well, that you're still working on? Yeah, that's something we're still working on. At one point, I kind of um, backed away from it, um, but it was always still there. Uh, I showed it to uh, Master P, and he liked the idea. And, um, actually, that's what we're doing now. Uh, I want to see Friday. Yeah, Friday we looked at a, a new office. And it's going to be a multimedia office where we're going to produce a, a show that he has, and we're going to produce mm-hmm. a magazine there, which is my magazine. And we're going to use that to produce all sorts of just multimedia stuff. So, yeah, we, we're building a lot here. <laughs> oh, wow. So what what type of magazine is this going to be? What industry are you going to be targeting? Well, um, it's definitely going to be a digital magazine. We're going to touch the digital market because you know, coming from oh, cool. um, the print magazine um, business, that business is slowly dying. It's, I mean, it's not really making as much money, and that's the reason why well, I didn't say, but I was laid off from that company, and that's what motivated me to start my own business mm-hmm. uh, in 2009. Um, and so we're going to just go digital because everything is going digital anyway. You can get magazines on your phone. You can get it on iPads and all this other stuff. So we're going to go digital with this magazine and maybe take it to print, you know, small print runs through different um, areas, I guess, Um but it's a uh, it's a hip hop magazine. Um, we're creating this magazine so that way we could have a way to um, advertise our own um, uh, projects and, and movies and, and, and the things that we're doing. But we're gonna have other celebrities and, and, and stories and news. I mean, whatever you see in Double XL, Source, <laughs> Ebony, Ebony, those type of magazines, you okay. see it there in, in Plug Magazine. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm familiar with Double XL. Um, Well, you know what? Um, We have a caller who's been on the line. Um, I believe we have St. Mike on the phone. And as soon as his mic is opened up, he'd like to come on, and he has a question for you. His mic is live. Your mic is live, St. Mike. Okay, Brother Raymond, how you doing, brother? What's going on, man? Everything's good, man. I had a uh, question for you. I heard you mention earlier um, that you were involved with some children's books and everything. So, of course, you know the the, the children being the future of tomorrow. Um, what you know? What what what? Where did that inspiration come from? You know, to 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 to, to gear some projects towards the children and and then uh, what what exactly? Um, you know. You know, it, it, what what ways are you using that, or, or, or do you plan on using that to to like better the future tomorrow? What you mean, as in uh, um, publishing the a book, children's book? Yeah, yeah. With the with, with just the uh, just just with 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 you being involved in children's books and writing books for children. What what type of books are are they uh, are they uh, that that you're writing? I didn't get that question. You said what type of books? Yeah, like what? What are they? What are they? Is it like fictional books or or anything oh, okay. like? Oh, yeah, it's fiction. Yeah, it's definitely. It's going to be. Uh, um, well, these books are. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's educational for kids. Uh, it's 
these 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 books in particular will it won't just be a uh a um, just a storybook. I want to do something different with these books. When when it comes out you'll see what I'm talking about. I mean you can read a story but I want to make reading fun for kids. I mean I want them to read but still learn something at the same time. So inside the books there are puzzles and um um little activities like injected into the story, all mixed in. So that way you're reading, then you take a break from reading, do this little puzzle, and you continue reading on to get through the entire book. So uh, I want to do something different, especially with the kids here. You know, uh, well, where I'm from, the high school dropout rate is is, is is crazy. And I want to do something different with kids. I want to get them more involved in school, more involved in reading. So that is where... You know, if you see this book, you see what I'm talking about. It, it, that's why it's called The Fun Adventures of Puff and Bean, because it's fun. I want to put fun back into reading with these, these, these books. You know, and right now we have, this one is set to come out July 2nd, and then um, next year I'm going to release at least five more from the series. So, um, yeah. Okay, Roger, we have a special guest on the line. Um, I will allow him to introduce himself. You should be very familiar with his voice. I'm not sure if this is a surprise or not, but caller, your mic is live. Hey, Rod, this is uh, the little bro all the way from Louisiana. This is who? This is Keith. Keith, oh, that's hey, that's my brother. That's that's one of my business partners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I just I just want yeah. to um tell you live um that you always has have inspired me. Um and I'm just I'm the the amount of work and the amount of new things and new creations that's been um happening in the in in the last what year has really, really just skyrocketed. <laughs> excited. I'm just excited to be uh, you know, mentored by you. So I, I just want to give you a shout out. Let you know that everything that you're doing is appreciated, and is 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 um, definitely you know honored. Thanks, man. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. That's that's my little brother. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Um, you see my work, um, and you think my work is good. You have to see his. You know, I, honestly, he don't think so, but I honestly think his work is, is much better than mine. <laughs> you know, well, but, I mean, iron sharp. Hey, to me, it's, it's actually the opposite to me. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So. team on this. So, like, yeah, so I'm build, like I said, I'm building this empire. I want to build this empire and give my family, my you know, a place where they can exercise their talent, especially my brother, because he is tremendously blessed and, and talented. And um, you'll you'll be seeing some stuff from him uh, pretty soon uh, with this company and all the things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. He's definitely included. Now, does this company have a website, or do you want to give us that and drop that information now so those who are listening can contact you? Um, I know we know you have a Facebook page, but if you've got a website where folks can go and look at your work and um, just, you know, see work samples and see what you do and how well you do it, where, where can they find that information? Well, um, first you can go to uh, rocketpressbooks.com. It's uh, R-O-C-K-E-T-P-R-E-S-S books.com. 
Uh, that site is still in the works right now. Actually, that's uh, that's a site my brother he's working on anyway right now. Uh, TDP's working on that site for me. But um, the, what you see on the site is something I threw up real quick, just you know, to have something up. Um, and then I'm also working on rwraymond.com, where it's a website, you know, with all the things that I'm doing, and um, and I just registered uh, rydckids.org. It's not up yet. That's the site that I'm going to be working on. Um, and uh, what else? I mean, you can, and if you want to see the things I'm doing with No Limit, um, you can go to uh, NoLimitForeverRecords.com. You can check out those things there as well. Um, and my Facebook page, um, let's see, you can look it up. You can look up under Rocket Press Books. Uh, okay. What else? High Def yeah. Graphics. Plug magazine. It's a lot of them. Okay. Well, you know what we'll do on the uh, Rook yeah. Facebook page, on the network there, yeah. it's um, 107 The Keys. Um, the Rook page on Facebook. We'll post these links, and that way we're going to be doing some post work for today's show, and that way people who weren't able to get in and speak with you, but would like to get in touch with you or view your work. We'll put the links there, and that way that will give them an opportunity to contact you or take a look at what it is you're doing. Sounds good. So we'll make sure we put that right. stuff up for you. We have uh, I- we have two more callers, Miss Mars. Before you conclude your interview, uh, one Roger is a very good friend of yours. Um, goes by the name of Excuse me if I mispronounced your name. You can correct us if uh, if I do. Romicia. Romicia. Oh yeah. Your mic is live. Romicia. Hello, Roger. Hey, Romicia. What's Hello. up? Uh, how y'all doing? Good. Hello. Fine. How are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, actually, uh, I was I was uh, listening to the interviews. I was listening to all the interviews, and I really enjoyed them all. And um, I just want to tell, I just want to um, let you guys know how uh, Roger is an inspiration to me. Um, he's something like a a mentor, and he don't even know it. <laughs> he's like a mentor to me because um, I've uh, I'm in a beauty industry, and uh, we did work together. And and I mean, he just he's just such a he's a extraordinary mind. I mean, it's like he's a visionary, and um, I mean everything that everything that I see him doing, and everything that I that I uh, it just it pushes me. You know, it pushes me to keep going, and I'm going through a lot of health problems, but it just like every time that I hear his voice or I just see him or I just know what he's doing. It gives me a chance, you know. It just pushes me. Like the next day, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I can do it, you know. Just to see him, because we from a, we from small towns, you know, and right. we don't really get that opportunity. Right. And um, I mean, just to see him, and it's like, okay, I can do it, and it could happen for anybody. We just gotta put our mind to it, and we have right. to, yeah. you know, we have to push for it, and we have to right. keep going no at all times. No. Yeah. No yeah, choice. so I just I just want to tell you, I mean, I'm just, you're just such an inspiration, and God brought you in my life, 
And I just, I thank God for you. I thank God. Thank you. Oh, praise God. Love you. Okay, we got one more caller before we close out the show, Raymond. Um, this is actually a personal friend of mine. I'm sure he has something very interesting to ask you, Hafiz. Your mic is live. Wow. Yeah, how you doing? Man, this is like it feels feels like family at this point. Kind of been the whole the whole show and then both halves I've been uh fighting this impulse. I have this like proud parent feeling, you know what I mean? You guys really turned this into something special. During, during the beginning we of the broadcast, man, man, Carolyn, I tell you what, I went on uh, Hang With. It's a new little app I found on iPhone, and overnight, 400 followers uh, picked up on that account, and uh, they're listening along on the Hang With app. I've been posting them to the oh, uh, you, Facebook wall. A lot of, a lot of people support. are in Chicago, a lot of Chief Keith Camp, Lil Dirt, uh, Shine, people out in the south side of Chicago, about 400 people listening. Thank you, Hafiz. Thank you. And we know you will be supportive. We're going to um, let Ms. Marsh close out the segment with Roger, and we will, you know, bring you back as often as possible to share some of the things that you bring to the table. Hold hold on one second, Hafiz. Ms. Marsh. Hello. Roger? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Yeah, with the little bit of time that we have left, um, you know, I want to get, get it in, talking about, you have a greeting card line as well. I mean, my God, the list goes on and on. Can you <laughs> can you tell us a little about what's going on with that? Are the greeting cards already um, out there for purchase, or are they still under development? What's going on that, with that line? Those are still under development. Um, like I said, I have so many different things that I'm working on, so I have to kind of schedule myself to work on uh, the different projects, and the way I do it is I pick the one that is the closest to actually becoming something, and I focus on that particular project, maybe one or two at, at a time, and and then you know I'll come back to it. So the greeting card line is still there. Um, it's actually a spinoff of the Puff and Bean books. Uh, it's a bunch of uh, yeah, it's greeting cards with the characters <laughs> from the book. So that you should see that's coming soon, probably this holiday uh, season. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah now I want to go back to um, um, the, the question where uh, a lot of people, you know, they think that I'm working for uh, No Limit. Actually, I'm a partner. Uh, right. Master P and I, I mean, the way we are, he, we're, we're like a team. You know, he's more the business side, and I'm more the creative. So if he has an idea, he'll give it to me, and I'll bring it to life. And me, myself, I have an idea. He knows how to make take that idea that I have and bring it to the public. So we, we, we our minds pretty much work hand in hand. That's mm-hmm. what, you know, the way, that's our relationship here. So okay. I'm here right now in Los Angeles, and, and it's a lot of things that we're working on. I mean, if, if you see the things that we're working on, it'll, it'll blow people's minds. If you see our vision, I think it will scare people, <laughs> you know. Well, like I said, what we really want to do is as these things develop, and that's in regard to the movies, um, more books, when the greeting cards are out, we would love to have you come back on the show so we can promote those things. Because I know you have a lot going on, and you have a whole lot more to say. (laughs) Thank you, Roger. Thank you. We we appreciate that this a lot. We appreciate your presence a lot, and uh, we will be keeping you posted. And there was a young lady on the uh, 
on my Facebook chat box. She said that you mentioned the website a little bit too quickly. If you can um, give them that information again, that would be great. And just so okay, the callers rocket, will know, too, we rocket, are going to post it up on our on the Rook page, so we will have it there for them. And I'll give it okay, to you. It's rocketpressbooks.com, rocketpressbooks.com. And she can see the a lot of the titles that we're working on that's going to be coming out soon. Okay. Yeah. Miss Marsh, um, we we want to let Roger go so that we can have a, a few minutes at the end of the show to go Absolutely. over with each other. So, so right. Roger, we're going to put you on hold and uh, give us a second um, to speak with you after the show is over with, please. Okay. No problem. All right. All right. Thank you, Thank Roger. You. We appreciate your time. No problem. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Been hold pleasure. on for us. Okay, Ms. Marsh. Okay. I just want to say to everyone who was listening and um, everyone who was assisting us today, um, really big props, big shout-out to the Keys Network, um, Brother James, Sister Rafika, all of those who were engineering, all of those who were shadowing and supporting and encouraging us. Um, we are so truly thankful and feel so blessed by the opportunity that you have extended to us. The listening audience who was turning in, tuning in, I'm sorry, um, those who were supporting us, I had people responding on Facebook and people just giving all types of support and encouragement. I want to give a big thank you out to those as well um, because this is our inaugural show and we need the encouragement, we need the support. Both Anthony and I are so grateful we can't do it without you. Pastor Harris, oh my God, what can I say? My spiritual yeah. mentor, advisor, mm, a light in dark places. You just, yeah. I could go on and on to get to the highest level of hallelujah. All I can say is just thank you, and it is so heartfelt that you would come on and anoint this show in the manner that you did and open it with prayer and bless mm, and bless the efforts. So we also want to say Thank you to Roger for coming on as well, and um, yeah, that was big. Roger, Roger, Roger coming on was a big deal. I appreciate that a lot for the first show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, multi-talented, multifaceted mm-hmm. writer, creator, super visionary, and my goodness, just the comments and compliments that those who called in, um, mm-hmm. in the manner in which they paid homage to you, Roger. It speaks greatly of your character, and. Um, we know you walk with God, and we certainly appreciate you and your testimony and letting listeners know that success is also concurrent with, oh, how can I say it? The word says a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. So it's very mm-hmm. clear that God is ordering your steps. So mm-hmm. we say peace to you on that journey and continue to listen to the voice of God because he will make provisions for those things that you do on his behalf and continue to glorify him. Ooh, and it's just okay. good to see it's just good to see that there's still some young positive black men out here that are doing something other than, you know, what the what the media portrays. That was the point and I wanted to bring Roger in on the first show because I want everybody to know that it's okay. It's okay to be, you know, a positive young man. Miss um, Marsh, you can close out, and we'll we'll end with the song. 
Once again, we just want to say thank you. And if there was someone that I omitted or something that I didn't mention, please charge it to my mind and not to my heart. And in all we do and all that we say, we say to God be the glory. And this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. So once again, thank you to everyone who was listening, everyone who participated, everyone who assisted us, and Anthony, (laughs) thank you too. And we look forward to speaking with you guys next week, same time, same place. And this is The Rook Show on 107 Feet Network, and we're broadcasting to you from Blog Talk Radio. And once again, everyone, thank you again. God bless you, and have a wonderful evening. Well, I think our time is up. The crease in the concrete street. We sleep to the one that keeps peace. May you meet no defeat. Blow the heat on the beat. Sorrows and grief to the chief who deceives through the chief. May you sleep in the deep. Fire bomb your feet. Put that to your feet. No, 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 no.